Coming up, we're about to talk about some of the attractions that are gone, but not forgotten, at Universal Orlando. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of The Disunplugged. This is episode 136 of the Disown Club Universal Edition. The Disunplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. I am your host, Craig Williams, and today I am joined alongside by my co-host, Mr. Rhino Clavin. Hello. Uh, well, hello. We oh, are disgusting, yes. wearing these same clothes all the time. Yes, uh, movie magic. Movie That's magic. all I'm going to say. Um, lots of movie magic. No, uh, we are in a... Uh, we Well, sorry, I am back home right now, and technically you are too, but... Uh, this would be like, you just got home a couple hours ago. Yeah, so. I've been awake on a red eye all night. Yeah, so um, of course, you know, we were out at the D23 Expo with all of our coverage uh, from there, and then plus a little added on extra for Rhino with Disneyland stuff. So uh, this is a, another one of our, all episodes are now pre-recorded except for the live one every now and then, but this is a super pre-recorded episode <laughs> because it is for two weeks in advance, but it's all good. It's going to be okay. I promise this one will be just slightly terrible. Um, I can, uh, you know, it's we're going to fumble our way through this, but you know what? It's going to be fun. What did I say this episode was about? I said it was about stuff that is gone but not forgotten, attractions at Universal Orlando. So we are going to take a trip back in the extinction archives of sorts <laughs> yeah thank you interesting archives. yes the extinction archives of universal orlando and talk about those uh attractions that just aren't quite there anymore we have talked about uh when we've talked about history of universal orlando we've talked about uh what's kind of come uh what what's what's kind of come and gone throughout the years so this is more of a, a refresher course so a lot of the inspiration was uh you know Two weeks ago, we did our uh, Jaws episode, and a lot of people were enjoying going down memory lane and uh, uh, start, you know, hearing us kind of talk about uh, fond memories of what wasn't there. In in this case, this episode, um, I know you have had a lot of a uh, lot of dealings with some of the attractions that aren't gone. Not me so much. A lot were gone before my time, but I've watched many videos on them really tried to to dig in and there has been a lot of good stuff that has left us at you universal know, it's like it's like the summer of nostalgia i have a feeling that this episode about extinct thing is going to lead us to do episodes in other shows that we have about things that we feel nostalgic about i know I a specific attraction that we'll talk about in a little bit i'm sure um uh, maybe maybe yeah. i don't know i'm just not quite sure but um yeah, a lot of this too. Besides that Jaws episode, um, you know, on on the Dis Universal side of things, when when I have to retire a, a attraction or something else, a shop, whatever, from the list of things that we have, uh, you know, I have to mark it in a folder. I don't want to delete the entire page and then just like erase its existence and what we wrote about it. All of that, we like to save it behind. Um, I stumbled across a great thing. Universal Orlando has 
kind of done that too uh, a little bit. So they do have a uh, they have a page called their retired attractions page oh that's cool and yeah no it's really cool so uh you know it's titled gone but not forgotten and um it just it has a very short list of the things that have gone particularly ones um and kind of i would say like you know 2010 2011 uh up through here so um, some even earlier than that. So they, they highlight Back to the Future of the Ride being gone, um, Beetlejuice Graveyard Review, Disaster, Jaws, Jimmy Neutron, Kong Fentrate. Kong fin- What's that one? Kong fin- Confrontation. <laughs> yeah. Kong Frontation. Yes. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Um, Lucy Attribute, and then, of course, Twister. They also throw on Wait a Wet and Wild. What? There are missing attractions in this, though, right? They are missing a lot. And honestly, on this list, we are also going to miss a lot, too. So I don't want to say this is the definitive end-all, be-all. I'm just going with the kind of the the attractions that uh, people... tend to remember and the ones that are very easily accessible through watching videos um so that way i'm able to re-experience them so uh we're gonna kind of just go around the park universal studios florida um and and uh, as much of a fashion as we can without going too crazy all over the place uh but the first the first actual place that i want to start on is despicable me minion mayhem okay so, and oddly enough, yeah, it was Despicable Me Minion Mayhem is the current um, attraction. One of the first things you see as you actually walk into Universal Studios Florida, it will be on your left. And um, Despicable Me Minion Mayhem hasn't always been there, though. Uh, in that last list that I read you off, you might have remembered me saying that Jimmy Neutron's Nicktoon Blast was there before. Um, well, I just said Jimmy Neutron, so I don't really want to say that. But um, Universal's description of Jimmy Neutron was the evil Ublar from the planet Yokian had stolen Jimmy's newest rocket creation, the Mark IV. You boarded your own rocket and followed Jimmy on a wild chase through your favorite Nicktoons, including SpongeBob, Fairly Odd Parents, Hey Arnold, and Rugrats. And I did not attra- know that was th- what the attraction was. Oh yeah, and uh, the attraction closed in 2011 to make way for Minion Mayhem. So uh, I remember, uh, I know one of our uh, our close friends, Shane, who mm-hmm. watches the show often, um, this is where I got the chance to meet him because he was working at oh. Jimmy Neutron when that shuttered its doors, and that's when he came over to Hogwarts and started working with me. He's so. what's known as an attraction killer. When yes. he starts working there, that attraction will close not soon after. Yes, and he's had this track record at both Universal as well as Disney. Yes. So um, he kills everything he comes into contact with. And I think he would be uh, happy to know. Well, he, he does watch and all that yeah, stuff. So he's not he'll gone. hear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he'll know we're talking about him. But He's actually with us at D23 right now, just so you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, even there. But, yeah. so, uh, but we we can't really talk about Jimmy Neutron's Nicktoon Blast without taking one more step back and acknowledging that it started with the uh, Hanna-Barbera attraction. Now, do you remember this, Rhino? No. I, I So I used to come to... Um, Universal a lot when I was a kid. I don't know. I don't think I remember this. I remember the Nickelodeon Studios attraction, but that was like the part of the park that's not part of the park anymore. Yeah. It's, and, it's the Blue Man Group. 
It used to be in the park, but now exactly. it's like it's separated. It's in between the two parks. Yeah. So we're we're not gonna go into anything with Nickelodeon and all that because <gasps> um, I'm I'm sorry. It's just I'll just have to do an episode of Diz Pop about it. Yeah. Like, well, if you don't do that, we will do it again in the future on here when I can. This is strictly uh, these attractions. Technically, um, we will talk about one thing that did include Nickelodeon in it, but. Um, yeah, before Jimmy Neutron, it was actually the fantastic world of Hanna-Barbera. And um, I, I will just say, um, off the top, you can still watch some pretty great videos of this on YouTube. I will try to include links to the best videos that uh, kind of show off these attractions um, in our show notes page at disunplugged.com. Uh, one website, a couple actually, um, YouTube channels, were able to get like it didn't look like crystal clear source material ride footage, but very good that you could clearly tell what's happening. But yeah, so um, so the fantastic world of Hanna-Barbera opened up on June 7th, 1990. And basically it was the simulator ride that would kind of take you through the world of Hanna-Barbera. So um, the, the storyline included uh, Dastardly and Muttley. Um, and they kidnapped Elroy from the Jetsons, mm-hmm. so all crossing, uh, crossing barriers. And Yogi and Boo Boo, of course, from Yogi Bear, um, were starting the chase that we went on to try to track them down. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't think the episode of Diz Pop has come out yet that kind of gives my love for Hanna-Barbera in there. Secrets. That's after this. That's next. That's after. tomorrow's episode. That's tomorrow's think, episode. Yeah. So you'll, you'll get to hear more about my love for this, but... This attraction, just watching back the video, um, just absolutely incredible. What um, what years did this was this at uh, Universal Floor? Uh, this Floor, did you know Universal Studios Floor? This me. ran all the way from 1990 until 2002. Oh, then so, maybe I did do that because it does sound familiar, like the plot of it. Yeah. So um, dastardly and Muttley kidnap Elroy, Yogi, and uh, Boo Boo lead you on this quest to get them back and then you start going through the classic cartoons so um you go through the flintstones and you see all the characters as you're flying around and you're going through bedrock and then you go into this haunted mansion type looking place that is where you encounter characters from scooby-doo you see shaggy and scooby and just really awesome and then it, it wraps up when you hit then the section where you go to the jetsons and you're flying what, around what's, there. What did the ride, what did it look like inside? Was it a theater? Or it did you go into a, the, a vehicle? It's the same theater that was around for Jimmy Neutron as well as Despicable Me. The so seats the all seats? around. Yep. I, okay. I think yeah. I did do this. This sounds really, really familiar. Like, I kind of remember the Jetsons part. And, and like, I remember... I remember a chase. Like yeah. I remember, like so. I'm, 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 and this is something I would have done when I was a kid. I wouldn't have been afraid of this. Yeah, no. It, 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 this was absolutely wonderful. Um, just from watching the video of it, like one of those times where I am so deeply jealous that I never actually got to experience this because this would have been right up my alley. I loved the Flintstones. I loved the Jetsons. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Scooby Doo was a fan. I loved Wacky Races. Like literally everything. Hanna Barbera did. That was that was part of my upbringing. Um, it just just absolute wonderful cartoons, uh, along with the rest of the cartoons I did. Um, but then, yeah, sadly, uh, you know, I, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of it closing had to do with the fact that um, 
you know, Nickelodeon was still there while there was, while Hanna-Barbera was still making stuff in the early 90s, uh, like they made the Jetsons movie that I believe you can still watch on Netflix, um, you know, it, it just got stale. Things started to really, uh, you know, things started to change. So, um, you know, then we have we have Jimmy Neutron's Nicktoon Blast coming through and uh, using the same exact theater, same exact setup. So not not a difference in terms of the ride structure, but, you know, the big difference here is that you'd start with Jimmy Neutron, a character that's not super, super uh, relatable to people of our age. I guess it's the yeah, best well. Way. That was the reason why I never did yeah. this one. I didn't know he went into those other classic cartoons because they made it out to be. I thought this was like for kid. Like I thought it was a little kid's. Yeah, thing. You no, know, you you would have thought that it was uh, like I always thought before I did it. I thought it was just heavily based on um, on Jimmy Neutron itself because that's in the name. But no, it did go through. So you flew past like the city where Hey Arnold took place in New York. Oh man. See, and I didn't watch Jimmy Neutron. That's why I was like, I'm not going to, I mean, I don't think I was an annual pass holder before. Maybe I was, I don't know. But, but it just, it, Ah oh, man, dang well, it. here's the thing. I don't want to like sell you on this and say like it was amazing when you flew through Hey Arnold and PS119 and all the friends. It was very very brief when you when you flew through Rugrats. Very very brief. A lot of the the main bulk of the show was made up surrounding uh, the Fairly Odd Parents, um, SpongeBob SquarePants, and then of course Jimmy Neutron. Um, so very, you know, very miss for people of our age who were kind of over all those shows after right, like yeah. i said uh, i've said before i like spongebob i i watched a little bit of spongebob but definitely nothing from fairly odd parents or uh, I, i'm Jimmy like Neutron. i knew fairly odd parents but it's like i don't know well i i think we were nick in the 90s more and those are like 90 i think spongebob's 99 and then fairly odd parents is like huh. 2000 or 2001 yeah, right? we should do a show on that tomorrow we should that's weird yeah. that's weird we yeah let's do that okay we'll do that um but yeah, then the the most obnoxious part of that attraction was uh, the chicken dance. And it, what? Yeah, it, you know the chicken dance. Yeah, I know the chicken dance. So what did it have to do with the attraction? Watch a video on it. Oh, you no. can't go and experience it. But um, the chicken dance, all I'll say. And yeah, there was other classic characters like you pass by a set that has like Rocco's Modern Life on it, <gasps> and so there it was. It, I'm gonna watch the video. Yeah, there there were cool moments in it. Um, it made way for Despicable Me, and that's out there now. So uh, that, if you always thought, the, you know, Despicable Me, this was made here. No, there was a lot of history to that that did come before. So then right across the street from that, we have Shrek, which hopefully we won't have for much longer. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. So do you know what came before Shrek? No, because I actually thought Jimmy Neutron was in that theater before Shrek. Oh. So I was confused about the side of the street it was on. Okay, so Shrek 4D opened up in mid-2003. What was around from when the park opened, one of the original attractions through 2003, something I think we both wish we could have back uh, dearly, Alfred Hitchcock, The Art of Making <gasps> Movies. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that would have been amazing. What did you do in there? Okay, so I, I don't want to like glorify this in any ways um but this show was essentially a montage of 
the greatest moments in Alfred Hitchcock history, um, which, you know, a lot of people will cite like, oh, well, you know, Psycho, The Birds, Rear Window, Vertigo, and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of end off there. But then, I mean, Hitchcock's career was so much more lustrous than that. Rope. Oh, yeah. Strangers on a Train. Yeah, yeah. Um, and let's uh, that's before you even go into catch his a spy act- is that is that what it's called the the yeah. one about the spy yeah and then you have you have his whole television career which stretched beyond oh, yeah. all the movies nick at night I, that was always on at nick at night when i was a kid and so it, the movie started off with this uh this great montage of everything um uh that that he had done throughout there but then it was also it was a mix of obviously uh just a regular film but then it went into this 3d portion at the end of it um what yeah yeah it went into a 3d portion um and it it featured uh it it featured birds attacking you oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) you you sound like seagulls were they seagulls well, they were birds. Fucking in my head. Listen, I I was watching the video from it. Again, I didn't get to experience this ever. So I'm basing this off the terrible standard def- definition video that was available back then. Um, well, I think the birds and birds were crows, weren't they? They were a whole bunch of different ones, depending on where they were. Seagulls yeah, there too. Were yeah, seagulls there were seagulls. There. They were yeah. poking in my head. Not fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, there there was just it looked. The montage was cool, but essentially what I would kind of relate it to is, like, take the montage at the end of Great Movie Ride, make it only Alfred Hitchcock, and then add, like, a little extra twist on it. So, as you can see, it wasn't really that much. Yeah, it didn't really do anything. Yeah, it it wasn't amazing. So, I understand why they would want to It's a big area for something that's not, like, as, like, is not a, a quite as a spectacle yeah. you know I, I feel like if they wanted to show a tribute to um alfred hitchcock anymore take like where they added the nbc um nbc media center at the garden of allah and put in like a screening yeah. theater there where fans of hitchcock and stuff could come and watch watch a classic attraction like that but yeah sadly that that left so um that is no longer there which is what this whole show is about um coming to a not a not at the final close, but coming to a quick close in Production Central. The next thing we are going to talk about is where Transformers is. Do you know what was there before? Nothing. Buildings. There were sound stages there. Technically, right in the yeah, middle they, of the park. Yeah, there there were sound stages there, and they did tear them down, and they made Transformers. But, but it I was know. just like it looked like a city on the outside, right? Or no? Um, no, it was actually used for Bring It On. A murder she wrote theater and oh, i know you know about this yeah no. <laughs> why are all these things gone i know it's like you're what if you could have what you had in your childhood but have now while you can remember this is what you would want universal to be i want that angie means, lansbury i know you do i know you do and so yeah uh where transformers is standing that's where you could have at one point in time um found the murder she wrote theater 
uh, the murder she wrote mystery theater thank you very much and basically it was a uh, kind of a look behind how they would make the show in terms of um, effects so makeup audio visual um, editing all through there so uh, you know it's it, it was a working studio so this was just showcasing sort of how it was how the show would cool. be made which yeah no it's very cool it's it's kind of what you came to the parks for back in those days you came to the studios to learn that stuff um and then it was replaced sadly by hercules hercules and xena wizards of the screen oh, which dear god yeah <laughs> and this was, was kevin sorbo involved in this attraction um or? i don't think he was it did Ugh. it did have like stunt performers and stuff but uh it was basically um it basically was just uh, another show showing how Hercules and Xena would have been made at their time. But I feel like I vaguely remember like videos or pictures of this or something like that. Oh, I'm... I feel like I remember a Xena in a Hercules costume at one point. It, it sounds absolutely terrible to me. I will admit I did not go back to search out videos of what this was like um, because I have zero interest in seeing it. Uh, it closed in 2000 and then... Um, you know, it, it come along to 2013, and that's when the Transformers was put in that place. They tore everything down, built it back up, and I think, you know, uh, there's a lot of nostalgia for Murder, She Wrote, but I think we're better off. No, no, no. I, I, I agree. I, as much as I say, like, oh, I want to see that, you know, or whatever, but, like, I'll give them pro- I'll always give them props for how they built Transformer. Just, like, popped up this building in the middle of this park. Yeah. So the last honorable mention to kind of uh, bring up about this entire production central area is um, back in the day, they did have a studio tour here too, where you could get taken all around universal studios, Florida. Yeah. Through the production facility. So uh, you boarded the tram at soundstage 19, which is still there. um, And that's right beside Nick studios. Um, And uh, you know, you would have kind of a journey around sound stages and the park Um, at one point in time, I believe, you would go through and you would tour the swamp thing, which uh, <laughs> I was swamp thing for Halloween once. Well, <laughs> when I was a little kid, okay, you would you would tour the swamp thing set that they had built, which isn't there. That is now Men in Black. So boom, check that off the list. <laughs> um, and yeah, then you would end right back up where it started, the Universal Studios store, and so that was once available. So which is Sounds is a- very cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the same. They don't really like shoot that stuff here. No, but they... that's why I think I like the 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 legacy this park has ended up adopting. Is kind of like I I like how it's become more like we're going to transport you into that movie yeah, as opposed no. to being like like when we go to Hollywood. Yeah, I want to see how you film your Hollywood movies. It, it, yeah, it is this weird weird place they're in right now where they are making it about immersion. We want to take you into your favorite movies, whereas Hollywood is also adopting that, but we don't need to be taken into our favorite movies because, well, you're making the movies there. We want to know how you're making the movies, Mm -hmm. but I digress. So we're going to move on to New York, and we have two big, big, big attractions to talk about in New York. Um, The first one I know is near and dear to your heart, and that, of course, is... That's right. Race to New York starring Jimmy Fallon. Yes, yes. My favorite. And what, what what replaced Race to New York starring Jimmy Fallon? Twister. Sorry. 
Twister was there what originally. What was replaced was by it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, thank you. My favorite Bill Pullman attraction. Bill Pullman. Oh, my God. Bill Paxton. Wow. Wow, we are sorry. both messing up One royalty up right now. Bill, yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Pullman's also great. I, yeah, I just wanted that Independence right. attraction. I never got Independence Day. And what did Twister replace? Hmm. Ghostbusters. Yes. Which makes me sad because when I was a kid, I, Ghostbusters was my Power Rangers before Power Rangers. Like, I was so into Ghostbusters. And I remember coming here and being like, this is the coolest thing I've ever. Like, you watch it back now and you're like, okay. But, like, oh. it still looks kind of cool even now, though. Like, uh, no, no, no. There, it was very cool. So, um, Ghostbusters Spooktacular opened, uh, opened up with the park in 1990. It was a 20 minute, uh, show that was kind of I, I guess there was two iterations i think i've only seen um seen videos of the first iteration and that's where you have like a pa kind of leading you through uh like what actually happened towards the end of ghostbusters and and what all happened so like the theater when you're in there you see the the tower and gozer and it, it ends with the stay puff marshmallow man off to the side so it has all those moments yeah. but uh an absolute absolute really cool show um because they used a mixture of of really really uh, neat looking animatronics as well as uh, a lot of pepper's ghost effects so that way the ghost could actually fly and be in different places i mean this was a, a heavy effects driven show yeah and um it, it's just something that I, no video i'm sure can ever do it justice to what it was like being in that theater and seeing it happen there yes it was very heavily dated um, even when I think it came out, while the effects were cool, um, it felt very 80s in the early 90s yeah. looking at it. <laughs> so I can only imagine then after a couple of years where it's like, oh, God, these effects do not look as good as they did now. Surely they could not stand up. Even even with nostalgia, they could never stand up in today's theme park environment. I kind of wish they did what they did with Back to the Future attraction, though, and they still had like groups of Ghostbusters come out for meet and greets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like with the proton packs on and stuff like that. Because it wouldn't be that too hard to get like a Ray with the goggles and like yeah. a little cigarette out of his mouth to take a photo with a kid. Oh, exactly. No, that would be that would be really neat. Um, and then I guess the second iteration after that. That was uh, one where it involved, instead of a PA, production assistant hosting the show. Apparently, Louis Tully actually hosted the show. Louis Tully, hmm. if you don't know, that would be the Rick Moranis character in the show. Interesting. I don't. I feel like I remember the PA, but that could be just because I watched the video recently. But I... I, I don't remember Lewis hosting the show, but that makes more sense that it should be Lewis, right? No? I don't know. I uh, guess he turns into the dog, though, that's up there, so... Yeah, no, I mean, he he is a little bit more a part of it than, um, you know, the Ghostbusters are in the show, so you need a character that is not a Ghostbuster to host the show, but I I... I haven't ever found that video. I've only watched clean quality versions of the original, so... Um, you know, that that's where it's at for me. But moving down a little bit further in New York, of course, we now have Revenge of the Mummy. And what was there before Revenge of the Mummy? 
The Confrontation, correct? Oh, yes, thank you. Thank you for pronouncing it how yes. I could not. So, And, of course, we have come full circle with Kong now that it, we have Skull Island, Reign of Kong over on Islands of Adventure. Uh, but here's how Universal described Confrontation. When Universal Studios Florida opened in 1990, Confrontation was a main attraction. Kong was on the loose in Manhattan and riders were threatened as he grabbed their tram, dropping it after being fired on by police helicopters. Confrontation closed in 2002, replaced by Revenge of the Mummy. And also, fast facts... Reminders of confrontation can be found throughout Revenge of the Mummy. Look for bananas painted on the wall. The tourist dummy at the beginning of the attraction wearing a hat that reads Kong Rolls and a three-foot-tall golden Kong statue inside the treasure room of the attraction. Hmm. Those are cool. I noticed that statue, I think, the last time I was in there, actually. Yeah. Very, very cool facts. So, uh, again, confrontation, another thing I didn't get to do. Something that you were terrified of as a kid um i thought you were really that high up in the air it 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 looks like you were high up um i'm just part of me hates that i never got to see it but i always envisioned that the kong attractions this and then on the uh tram tour in hollywood i always thought it was classic kong i didn't realize that it was based on 70s jeff bridges kong oh Uh, (laughs) yeah i thought it was the classic movie too yeah no it's um so it's the jessica lang version yeah and uh you know that 70s king kong isn't terrible um but it's just it's not classic king kong i will say that's where i'll leave it but um yeah no the the whole being in the cable car on kong watch it there again some great videos out i'll have a link to it um i just can only imagine what it would be like being face to face with that kong animatronic do you remember doing this the kong right yeah no No, you never did it no i didn't i was too afraid yeah i was i oh i like was on this thing where i did like i'd done back to the future and we didn't done jaws and i was like i can do so much and then we got to confrontation i was like but this i can't i was like i'm too afraid of heights to do this and my mom tried to explain it to me, and I was like, nope, I don't believe you. You tricked me on a roller coaster before. I'm not not falling for it again, wow. devil. See, I thought you still did it, despite being terrified nope. of it. Oh, nope. my gosh, nope. that's so yeah, sad. I know, I regret it. Yeah, gosh, go back in time and kick the crap out of yourself. I probably would have cracked my pants if I had done it, is the only thing. Like, I, I was... I. I'm a fr- I'm terrified of heights. Like it would have happened, I would have been paralyzed, and I would have hated everyone. My mom tricked me on a flume ride once when I was a kid, and I never got over. I never trusted her about going on other rides ever again. Gosh, Sandy. Yeah. Doesn't know how she affected you. Yeah. Okay. Well, we are going to move on uh, because you know Revenge of the Mummy came on, and we've talked enough about that. So let's move on now to San Francisco at the next two attractions that sadly have been. Uh, have been defeated in order to make room for what will be coming. And I think we all know what that's talking about. Fast and Furious Supercharged. Mm -hmm. So what paved the way to get here? Well, of course, we have Disaster, the major motion picture starring you, which was described as, You went behind the scenes at Disaster Studios and learned the secrets of Disaster Films from the master of mayhem himself, writer, producer, director, studio executive, self-proclaimed genius Frank Kincaid. Um, of course, this just closed a couple years ago now uh, for that, um, for Fast and Furious Supercharged, as we said before. Um, also, and before it was Disaster, 
of course, it was Earthquake. Yeah, I remember the Earthquake ride. Yeah. It had Charlton Heston was the host of the video, yes. I believe. Yeah, 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 it was. So um, same same ending for the attraction. Well, minus the rock in it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you got to put that key, uh, that uh, little asterisk in there. But still had that same classic Earthquake ending that we've talked about before. Um, but it was just, it was much different. It wasn't, you weren't making the movie to star you. It was uh, behind the, it was a some backlot tour on how to make movies and throwing in um i still i know we've talked about it before on this show many times here and there and everywhere i think the more years that go on without disaster i'm becoming more and more nostalgic for it for the christopher walken one yeah the christopher walken rock in the ending in the video that was made using all the the people who were chosen as extras yeah it made, it made it a lot of fun i honestly think that version was better than the original uh, and it was just a smart way to update a ride it, an attraction without actually updating an attraction it, it was it was cheesy but it had cool effects and it ate people up so yeah. even you know even on the busiest of days you're talking a 20 minute wait because it really just it, it had great capacity um definitely sorely sorely missed um what also had to pave the way for um for fast and furious supercharged coming up here is something that definitely is not sorely missed and that is beetlejuice Ugh, yuck yuck so of course we ended up with beetlejuice's graveyard mashup uh before that beetlejuice's graveyard review and then way 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 before that the original there um the american tale show i don't remember that i, I don't remember i remember beetlejuice when i was a kid though yeah no and we can uh, beetlejuice is obviously the one to focus on uh you know having dracula wolfman frankenstein bride of frankenstein um doing their rock show where they did covers of uh classic rock songs um you know think acdc stuff like that and then get it changed up to doing terrible mashups with uh, and uh, the singing was just Everyone sang like it was going to be their last day yeah. on Earth singing. Everyone sang like they were on Glee. Exactly. It's like I've, I've there's a record producer out in the yeah. audience. They're gonna come and pull me, and I'm gonna be something big. It happened to Wayne Brady. It can happen to me. So let me just sing my heart out. And and it was just such a disservice to to Beetlejuice, um, especially as as Michael uh, Michael Keaton has had such a resurgence in his career over the past couple years now to know that like for so long he was represented by a terrible beetlejuice show at universal is just kind of like gut-wrenching but beetlejuice the movie still great um if you want to go back and remember beetlejuice's graveyard mashup you can watch our video uh that we have online of it i say skip that just go ahead and uh just go ahead and watch uh beetlejuice the original movie you'll be much happier um so moving on from there, we already talked about Jaws very recently, so I'm not really going to focus on this, but um, yeah, it, it, we, we already talked about that in depth when we talked about remembering Jaws and Amity. So we, we do miss it, the classic boat ride where you uh, drove through Amity Island and you got to see the location where that inspired the events for the Steven Spielberg movie Jaws before then getting attacked by Jaws. Very scary. Now we have the Wizarding World of Diagon Alley. So, And we still have those little references. We have the, the Quint Trio record. We have 
the jaws that's still hanging there i forgot to mention in that episode but um someone pointed out i remembered it like instantly after that there is a, a a wall a brick wall next to the wizarding world kind of on the opposite side of it um that still has a reference to amity island as well too so i'll point it out the next time yeah. we go there um and then of course you can see jaws anytime you want in the universal cinematic spectacular so moving right along as we do we're going to take just a couple steps past the wizarding world of harry potter a Diagon Alley, and we are going to make our way to Fear Factor. And what was there before Fear Factor? I don't know. You don't know? No. I feel like I should remember this, too. Well, it, the classic stunt show that was there before was... It was the, a Wild West stunt show? A Wild Wild yes, West yes. stunt show, yeah. I knew it. I remembered. I remembered cowboys falling from somewhere. Yeah. But it could have just been my dreams. Well, it, uh, a lot of the facade and stuff, if you go in there for watching Fear Factor or if you... Oh, that uh, makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. Or if you want to go in and watch uh, Bill and Ted's during Halloween, you will still see... Um, yeah, I mean, it's still very Wild West in there in terms of the look and feel of it. Uh, Wild Wild West stunt show. Uh, See, I thought you were about to break into that Will Smith song real quick there for a second. Uh, West, so, Jim West, Desperado. <laughs> Rough Rider? No, I don't. I don't know if that's all the words and stuff. But yeah, <laughs> the uh, the show opened um, in 1991, so not not grand opening. Um, and it actually uh, it, it wasn't closed until 2003, and then Fear Factor opened up in 2005. So it had a, a decently wrong, long run, and uh, uh, again, plenty of videos out there on that to watch it. Uh, you might have heard us complain about stunt shows um in the last episode when we were talking about Waterworld being a good stunt show this is one that i would put in the column of bad stunt shows that like while it was cool that they used the wild west as the backdrop to it um it, it was full of like just bad effects and fire and all this was just like theme park gimmicky it was like a six flags thing yeah uh, definitely a little bit classier than that but hey very... i saw a really good batman forever stunt show at six flags once very much bordering <laughs> on the bad gimmicky part to it so um you know though it, it is a part of the history so there's that going for it um gone probably not replaced by anything great still upsets me that fear factor is being revived um, I think it even started airing at this point. so close to being like, oh, they'll get rid of it soon. Nope. <laughs> like, they'll put something else over there. Even if it's just another show. Well, obviously, they're not going to get rid of that theater. They need it for Bill and Ted. But Yeah, but now we have Fear Factor back, so we are all blessed to have that. Blessings on you, Craig. Thank, no, blessings on you. Blessings on Ble you. Blessings on each of us. Uh, so <laughs> quickly running out of there, we already mentioned that Swamp Thing was there before Men in Black. Um, of course... We have Simpsons ride, mm -hmm. and what replaced that? Back to the, not what replaced it. What did it replace? What did it replace? Why Back can't I get to this right? The future, one of my favorites, and many of favorites. Exactly, it's so, a bummer. It's a bummer. No, it it is a bummer. I was thinking more about this though when I was thinking about doing this. As much as I want Back to the Future to still have a place at Universal. And I would have loved the uh, the Institute to be there and all that. It was very heavily dated in its time. Well, and, and it would and, not 
fit into place where it is. What they've done with Springfield now in the years recent is much is better. But it, it, when it first was just the building and it was the Simpsons, I was like, well, this is stupid. And it took it took it was years yeah. before they built Springfield. So when they finally did Springfield, I was like, OK, now now I'm OK. Yeah, you know, but... now I'm like, you know, yeah, I, I still want Back to the Future somewhere. Because obviously you get on DeLorean and you do this, but I don't know. It's just – you're right. It's one of those things where eventually you've got to move on, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, Universal writes about it in such loving ways of saying, Great Scott, Doc Brown sent you screaming through time and space Money. on a 1.21 gigawatt adventure in Sensuround, no less. You'd fly from 2015 Hill Valley through an Ice Age avalanche into the clutches of a dinosaur and back to the future, all to stop Biff from altering the future. Um, and then, of course, they left us in 2007, so you can still meet Doc Brown around the park all the time. I just you like can... that you got to fly to the dinosaurs. I, I know, and that was like something that I always saw in like promo clips and stuff as I was growing up, but I never understood where it was in the Back to the Future movies because it wasn't. No, but yeah, I had seen did it, the it dinosaurs. You? Yeah, it you did. were like, that's not in the movie. And and now and now I know because um you know we talked about it um when we did our Back to the Future episode back in twenty fifteen. Um uh we we did talk about uh the entire attraction and went through its entire history and all that. It's a good episode. We'll link to it in the show notes, but we went through the plot, um, all the loving details about it, but you can still watch the entire ride through as an extra on the back to the future DVDs and Blu-ray. So I highly recommend going out and watching them and take a, a ticket trip back to the future. (laughs) Good one. That was terrible. It's absolutely terrible, but um, no, I highly recommend recommend watching it i just realized we basically once we talked about ghostbusters we completely skipped over twister no we didn't we talked about twister i said bill pullman by accident yeah we did but we didn't talk anything about what happened in the attraction Oh yeah, I guess we kind of just like moved on. Well, because we, I feel like we did when we we did an episode about it, didn't we? When it was yeah, going away. Yeah, we did a uh, we did a Universal well, uh, Hall went, of Fame it, episode it, on it. Yeah, but you didn't talk about it went away because or not Twister went away. Ghostbusters went away because of the roller coaster, right? No, or did it just no, go we, away? I, I believe it just went away because of relevance and the effects and everything driven on that and the fact that Twister came out and was actually a very popular movie. Um, so we're going to sneak this in now because we're terrible and I did not follow my notes as mm-hmm. I should have. Um, but Twister was basically you you stepped in to scenes of the movie. So you start off with the really, really awful pre-show featuring Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt that just made you feel all sorts of uncomfortable because they refused to be on camera together for it and just explaining tornadoes, the finger of God. Uh, We could keep quoting it from here to eternity. Uh, Moving on, going through to see what a house looks like when it's completely destroyed before you finally make your way into the real theater where you see um, them recreate the uh, drive-in theater scene of the movie with an actual tornado right in front of your eyes and a and a flying cow and just cow. <laughs> we got cows. I gotta go, Julia. We got cows. We got cows. <laughs> um, you know, Twister. 
I, I I also miss this. Now that we do have Race to New York starring Jimmy Fallon, I yeah. really miss Twister. Uh, while it was terrible in every way, shape, and form, um, it was so much better than Race to New York starring Jimmy Fallon. But nothing we can really say or do about that. It's there. We have to deal with it. Moving right along, let's go into Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone. And um, I know you love hanging out at a day in the park with Barney and Curious George Goes to Town. Mm -hmm. Those are your favorite places to just stand and watch around and see see what's going on there. Too, yeah. yeah, an adult without a child with a mustache and a camera and a bag full of candy. Don't forget about my trench coat. Oh, sorry, sorry. I know you like to do that. Um, but what was there before? I do not know. I remember. I mean. Like, I remember going on E.T. as a kid. My mom even ruined my shirt. She left a sticker on it and put it in the wash, so I wore that once. And then, but I don't remember anything, like, over there. What was there? That is where you saw the set for Bates Motel in the Bates Mansion. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I can understand why they got rid of that, though. I believe it was used for Psycho 3 or Psycho 4. Oh, it was used for one of the movies. Okay. Yeah, it was used for either Psycho 3 or Psycho 4. I want to say Psycho 4. Now yeah, that, I think um, I think it was the the last one. Yeah, it was uh, we'll we'll say Psycho 4. So it was used for that. Uh very cool. But there's not much more to say than that. I don't I don't I I understand why it would be removed because it did serve a, a good purpose. But let's be real. We're about to come into the point where uh, Super Nintendo World's going to be announced officially. Mm. Like, what's going to be happening, where it's going to be. That's going to be in Kid Zone. So uh, pretty soon we can just add a day in the park with Barney and Curious George Goes to Town and uh, Fivel's Playland all in there because that's all going to be gone anyway. So um, best not to reflect on that now. We'll reflect on it in the future. That leads us to my final attraction that is gone but not forgotten and something that is severely missed because all it was replaced with was a crappy gift shop that is heavily featuring a very popular um, cartoon character. Old Feline. Yes, and that is we now have Hello Kitty, but we lost Lucy a tribute, which... Yes, you literally just walked into a room. They were playing clips of I Love Lucy in there. They had a, a game that never really worked anymore. It used touch screens, and the touch screens just it never quite, quite clicked where you <laughs> wanted it to. But you had amazing props in there. You had, a, you had the prop that showcased um, how their whole studio setup was, where they could use a three-camera shoot to film all the different rooms and locations. They had props from the show, stuff personally that Lucille Ball wore. Uh, and is just, yes, it was a big air-conditioned room, but if you were a true fan of I Love Lucy and appreciated everything she did, you could spend so much time in there. And instead, we got Hello Kitty. I know. What a bummer. I was walking by it the other day, and I was just glaring at it. Because the kitty was outside greeting people. Oh, it it is sad, but I think that's the the whole point of this episode in a a broader way is that it is all very sad that we've lost all these great attractions throughout the year. But 
throughout the years. But at the end of the day, you know, Universal is doing it for their greater purpose. They have an idea with where they want to take the parks, um, what they want to do with it. And, you know, they're, they're, when something isn't working for them anymore, I think they have enough insight and knowledge to say it's not working and we're going to change it, fix it, and make it better. And so for any of the things out there that we're getting disappointed about, Jimmy Fallon, Fast and Furious, you know, maybe we won't see that in another 10 years from now. Maybe they'll be added to this list. One can dream. Yes, one one, one can, can dream. dream. But it was very nice going over this whole uh, extinct uh, attractions that we, we've forgotten about and missed with you. So thank you very much for the conversation, Rhino. Oh, oh you're, you're welcome. welcome. Thank, you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, and thank you to everyone. Blessings on this conversation. Oh, uh, blessings, yes. Uh, thank you to everyone out there who watched and listened to this. We really do appreciate it. So, for, uh, of course, I am going to put in links to all those videos and stuff I've discussed in our show notes, um, which you can find at disunplugged.com. That's where you'll find show notes for this show as well as all the other ones on the disunplugged podcast network that is also where you can go if you need to find our email which is uopodcast at disunplugged.com and that's it um (laughs) i almost went for the slash and nope 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 nope, no slash um that's where you can also find links to our social media pages uh facebook twitter instagram and of course you can also find links to um, just random crap that you might need one day. Who knows? Find a lot of stuff there. So thank you again so much. Uh, if you listen to this on iTunes, please make sure you are subscribed. If you currently are not and you are also re- leaving us reviews, um, if you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead and leave us comments below talking about the attractions that we talked about. want to hear your thoughts and opinions. If you got to see them, what you thought about them. If you didn't get to see them, uh, tell me why you you wish you could have really interested to know. I always am. Uh, on top of that, too, um, also, uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, don't be afraid to share it. Hit that thumbs up yeah, button. Don't Do be something. afraid of that button. Don't, don't be afraid to let people know we exist don't, if you enjoy don't us. Don't be suspicious. Thank you very much. So thank you once again. And uh, all I can say is, as these attractions have gone extinct, now it is our time to go extinct. So that's going to do it for this episode. We will be back with you next week for another episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. But until then, remember, no resolutions this time. Bye.